1: You, are, you
2: now are now listening, listening to it. friend of the show. He hasn't been on in a while. Uh, I think we gotta we gotta figure out how to get him on. Mike G. Uh, Josh Pate recently released a list of coaches who he thinks will be coaching under pressure in 2022. In case you guys have not seen it, we put together a lovely graphic and a description of who those coaches are. Drum roll yeah nice drum that was an amazing (laughs) drum there okay (laughs) jeff collins of georgia tech and what's interesting about him is he only has nine total wins in three seasons at georgia tech (laughs) so of course he's coaching under pressure uh Dino Babers, a lot of you guys may have seen him from Syracuse. And what stands out about him is a few years ago, he amassed a very impressive upset because he defeated Clemson at the time, if you guys recall. And I think he even after that season, because they were not really good that year, but I think the following year, I think they may have won like almost like 10 games. But after that year, they have gone on a three- year slide in which he's won the past three seasons 10 total games so he is definitely coaching under pressure and I believe the AD has has made it clear that Syracuse needs to win a bowl so after going five and seven one ten and five and seven in the past 10 years they need to be bowl eligible not too much pressure right Scott Frost of course at Nebraska oof oof I think that goes without saying there. He he has not done much of anything since being at Nebraska. Um, Apparently they did well this off season with the portal. He's a massive talent, but he has to win and win now. Now here's an interesting name here. And this is your boy, uh, B uh, Jimbo Fisher. But what was mentioned here is with the recent success that they've been having, the number one recruiting class the pressure is for him to, f- to take A and M over the hump and take that next step. In 2020, they were right outside the college football playoff. I think they went eight and four this year. He's looking for them to actually. get... Uh,
3: oh man, storm got him. Uh, yeah, I think I think the thunder got him. Let's give see a minute to come back. Uh, I think we can just get into the list.
1: Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT. That's R-A-P-P-O-R-T and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys.
3: I'm not sure the two that we highlighted
0: here. I'm not sure that either name belongs on the list. Yeah, the only reason I even highlighted both of those names is mm-hmm. because they were SEC coaches. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and ironically, both SEC coaches I don't feel actually belong on this list. I get. I I don't know that there's a a way that you are an SEC coach and you're not coaching under pressure unless you are coaching at Vanderbilt. Like, right. literally every SEC coach's name could be on here that is not Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and um, Clark Lee. Right. Every one of them is coaching under pressure just because you're in the SEC. I do understand the scrutiny that you get as a Brian Harson at Auburn and a Jimbo Fisher because of his recent success with uh, his recruiting classes. Um, but I think it's a little—it's—it's it's a lot to put them just because I mean, look, there's only what six names on this list. Mm-hmm. Of those six, Jimbo and Brian Harson are in very different spaces as far as what it is. Yeah,
3: I—I'll say this: Brian Harson is definitely under pressure, but he shouldn't be.
2: Ah. Uh, uh,
3: he hmm. shouldn't be after after one year. Where you had to rebuild a team, a culture, a roster, a coaching staff, he shouldn't be. There should not be, this is not, you know, if if he duplicates those results in year two, certainly I think his name d- d- belongs squarely on here. Right. But he shouldn't be on this list. I think Jimbo probably belongs on this list a little bit more than Brian Harson does. Because he's a few years in with a bunch of recruiting classes and... You know, I, I don't even know how much he belongs on here. I'm just saying yeah, if I'm picking between the two, I'm just saying Jimbo is more deserving of being on here than Brian Harson is. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the expectation. So so here's the thing, and, you know, I'm going to be very consistent with how I look at how coaches are being judged, right? And when I think about how coaches are being judged on their performance, the first thing that I look at is the results versus their pay, right? And mm-hmm. what for what Jimbo Fisher is being paid – do you think that he's given them the results to equal up to that pay? And that's that's my only question about Jimbo Fisher is, right. are you being paid equivalent to your results? Right. I would say the answer to that is no. I would agree. Because, again, that was the same beef that I had with Coach Malzahn when he was here. It's not that I don't think Coach Malzahn is a decent coach. I think he was being paid as a phenomenal coach to produce right decent results I agree or better than average results like again I'm not saying he's a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination he was being paid though like we were in the national title conversation every year and that was far from the case
3: right yeah I agree top 10 paid coaches should have their teams in the top 10 results at the end of the season that's how I felt about Gus I'm like you're the sixth highest paid coach and we're not finishing in the top six ever. Right. Really, it's really just simple math, right? Th- we're not that, finishing that, again, the top
0: ten. We're barely, we're not even finishing in the top fifteen at the end of the year. And right. that's why I think anyone who is comparing Brian Harson's results to Coach Malzahn's results is crazy. Like, how are right. we even having this conversation after year one? Right. And he's not being paid nearly as much money. Yeah, he's he's fifteenth, I think, on the list as far as pay. Yeah. I don't know where he ranks on the list.
3: Yeah, I think he's around fifteen. He's probably or in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the fifteenth highest paid coach brought in an eighteenth ranked recruiting class in his first year. I mean, I just, I think the results are commensurate with
0: what he's getting paid.
3: Yeah, so I, far. And
0: again, I and and so and let me be clear. I don't. I'm not saying that he needs to finish in the top fifteen in year two. I'm saying that. We need to get to a place where he's built his program, which mm-hmm. you're going to see year three and beyond. And if the results of that are not equal to a top 20 paid coach, then we've got a problem. Then we've got a problem. Right. right. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So That's- I I just think it's very, un- I mean, again, I get why he's on the list. So there's no shade to the list, but I think it's very unfair. Anyone putting that type of pressure on him based upon one year of results. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%, man. Uh, it took,
3: The SEC coaching carousel is a tough game because all your peers are being paid five plus million dollars a year in our league. Right. I mean, everybody's getting paid. We, our league pays top dollar for coaches. Right. And, but then they're all coaching against each other. So it's really cutthroat. Somebody's got to lose.
0: Right. Someone's going to underperform their contract. 100%. Yeah. But the, again, I would argue, and I have argued before, Coach Malzahn wasn't just underperforming. He was woefully, in my opinion, underperforming that contract because if the results that you look at were only—if we were to have done a graphic like what we just did about the 2021 recruiting class Mm. for Coach Malzahn recruits during his tenure at Auburn, you'd be looking at results and saying to yourself, gosh— yeah, they, ha- they had high recruiting classes, but none of these guys contributed. Right. They either never contributed at Auburn, or when they got in games, they didn't do anything. Right. And so you have to wonder why that is. Why is it that a coach can consistently underperform when it comes to how they're evaluating talent, how they are um, getting that talent to develop, and then the results on the field also don't yield anything. So yeah, you're winning on on National Signing Day. If anything, the 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 ghost miles on tenure should prove to you national titles are not won on national signing day. They so for all not. of the stuff that Jimbo Fisher just did on national signing day, none of that's gonna matter unless he can produce results on the field.
3: None yeah. of it. Yeah, we did a lot of missing with can't miss prospects, right? And that <laughs> that can't happen here. So uh, they have to evaluate better to be in the game. Uh, they've got to do some things better to make up the gap between, you know, the, the starting point with a lot of this talent is not, it, we don't have that advantage. We don't have the Sabin Kirby Smart advantage in terms of the talent being ready to play coming right in the door. So you have to begin a pipeline of development, right? which to Ike's point, takes years. 2023 and beyond is when we start judging whether this coach can coach at this level. It's not year one, it's not year two. Now, uh, what I do expect to see is in year two an improvement over what we saw in year one. Mm -hmm. You got to be taking steps forward. you know. And standing still is just as good as moving back sometimes. So you need to be one to two games better this year. You need to be competitive, and you need to beat somebody that nobody expects you to beat.
1: Yeah, that's got to be part of it.
3: Yeah, it's got to be part of it. Yeah. And Auburn did that. I mean, Auburn was at a good place
2: coming out of October last year. I just don't think anyone expected the November that we got, right? And so I think if you can do September and October, I would expect Auburn to actually close November this year with a better record, which you will get your one-to-two game improvement, Mikey, I would think.
3: Right, right. So, I mean, I mean, this year's South Carolina is Missouri. Yeah. So let's just start right. there. Beat Missouri. <laughs> right. 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 And then, hold serve. Beat LSU again. You got them at home. Beat Arkansas again. Got them beat Ole Miss got them again.
1: <laughs> They're at the SIP. But, you know. But still,
3: still <laughs> it's a team we beat, and they lost their quarterback to the NFL draft. Yeah. Everyone's talking about who we lost, but suddenly our fans just forget. Everybody else is losing players too, man. Yeah, right. And not everybody is reloading. I don't. I. I mean, listen. Ole Miss hit the portal hard, but they also lost the most players in our league to the portal. Of course, they hit it hard. You know, and yeah, and then they had to. in in turn, so you know, let's go back through this. Beat this year, South Carolina, which is Missouri. Be LSU again, be Arkansas again, be Ole Miss again. Don't fumble Mississippi State. I think I they, th- they're going to
1: get that one off of <laughs> mm, off of sheer revenge.
3: Right. And then get the game nobody expects you to get. Last year, it was Bama, four OTs. This year, I think it'll be Texas A&M. This year, I think it's A&M. We get that game at home. And I watched their spring game and I see a lot to be scared of at the quarterback position. I think they might miss Zach Calzada this year. From what I saw. Hmm. Hans King didn't look great. Max Johnson, honestly, I, I I thought he outplayed Hans King. Now I I was high on Max Johnson at LSU. Yeah. Uh, so but I don't know how much better he does at Texas AM. Is it a safe assumption you think
2: that Max Johnson wins that job at AM? I no. do uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I I don't mm-hmm. think
0: Max Johnson transfers if he doesn't think he's going to win that job. Right, right. So, I think Max Johnson thinks he's going to win that job. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never been super high on Haynes King, so I think he's got a definite shot to be able to do it. Um, so, you know, we'll see uh, what comes down to it, but I I do think, you know, if 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 I were a betting man, and I'm not, um, I would bet that by the time we see them, Max Johnson will be the starting quarterback. Yeah. I Barring injury. I, 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 I'd that, say That's, that's kind of how
2: outcome. I felt. I, that's how I felt. Like, when we see them, he will be the quarterback. Like, I, I just don't think Haynes King will beat him out unless unless he's shown, unless he's had something in the tank that we have yet to see.
3: But, mm-hmm. right. hmm Yeah. Get the games. I mean, Penn State, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect us to get a win at home versus them this year based on how last year went. I just, I there are games to be got on this schedule, which is why I don't get all
0: the negativity. I mean, because we don't have talent. I mean, if you can't win games, <laughs> you don't have any talent. Because apparently, <laughs> you know, none of, none of these players. It it only matters if a player is a four or five star recruit if they don't come to Auburn. Because when right. they come to Auburn, then all of a sudden, then they're not a four star recruit anymore. Because last time I checked, a couple of these people who we had transfer in were four star recruits. At their old school. Right. Exactly. But again, that only matters when they don't, when they transfer to some other school. And they transfer to Auburn, then it must mean they didn't have another option anywhere else. And they were the bottom of the barrel. They yeah, mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't beat out whoever at their old school. So they must be terrible. You know, that's the only reason players come to Auburn, because they're terrible.
3: Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how those players do after they transfer out. It doesn't mean they would have done
0: that here. Right. In the no, hardest yeah. division in college football. Yeah, so I saw somebody, and this is this is going to feel like shade um, because I'm saying it, uh, but somebody, um, we, we asked for facts or not questions, and someone said that facts or not, Bo Nix will have more, I think, either yards and touchdowns or just touchdowns than all, uh, or I think it was yards and touchdowns than all of the Auburn quarterbacks combined this season. And I was like, he better.
1: He's he good. better go to yeah.
0: Oregon in the Pac-12 and show out. Right. Exactly. He's going to be playing in a pass-friendly conference. He, he's going to do it in 11 games work.
2: because that Georgia game is going to be <laughs> against, <laughs> I mean, but he, he's consistently playing
0: against worse defenses. Right. And an <laughs> offense that is going to allow him to throw the ball more. Right. We're going to be run heavy in a league with better defenses. He should have better stats than the Auburn quarterbacks as far as productivity. If he doesn't, that's a huge problem. Yeah, nobody in our
3: quarterback room has three years worth of starting experience either. Right. So it's exactly. not like, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, you're going to a lesser league. That's not a debate. You're going to a lesser league where the the, the, the worst team sometimes wins the conference championship.
1: That never happens in the SEC. And we, where we finished fifth in our conference and beat their champion two years in a row. Right.
3: Come on, man. Like, I just don't, I don't, I get it. But again, Kobe goes someplace, he does He does better. It doesn't mean that that's what it would have been. Right, he's going to be doing it at UCF. Like, I mean, right, I mean yeah. come on.
0: Like, uh, I, you know, Big Cat looked good at UCF. Did he, though? He looked better than he did at Auburn. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. Yeah,
3: he did. Yeah, Yeah. so I just think, (laughs) you know, we've got a a really good chance um, with the guys that we have in our room Uh, I'm with Ike on this one. It doesn't matter how any of these kids did that left It just doesn't and sometimes the change of scenery is what you need to get your ducks in a row We see it happen. We see it happen around college football all the time. Some of these kids need to leave
0: to grow but yeah, Malik can't... Willis is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. He needed a fresh start somewhere else to, to get grow. his head on straight, and he and he did what he was supposed to do when he went to that new spot. But again, Malik Willis was at liberty playing nobodies. Right. He better have looked better than but, he yeah, ever yeah. would <laughs> have at Auburn. <laughs> had, had he better have. Better. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if he All didn't
0: right. look better, then there's a problem there. Like, Didi— Better go to Alabama State and flex on something. That looked like an all-star ball. He better ball. There's literally no reason why Demetrius Davis, and that does not mean people should come then and say, oh, man, he should have stayed here. He was going to be amazing." He's supposed to show out in that conference, and that again, that's no slight to Demetrius Davis. I think that he would have done well in the SEC program as well. But if I feel like he'd be a good SEC quarterback, then yeah, he's going to look great in the swag. Right. It's going to look amazing in the swag. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.
3: I just think you're, you're looking at that list, and I'm looking at Brian Harson sitting on a, on a list of under pressure next year. And I'm just thinking, mm, he shouldn't be, though. It shouldn't. We should have more patience than that. Uh, as, as much as people hated our 6-7 and seven season, based on how other coaches who their first year in our league over the last five years— the season could have gone a lot worse, and it did for a lot of those other coaches. Yeah, five wins or less for a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, five wins or less for a lot of them in their first year. It's tough, man. I I don't understand why or how we got to this place where we can't give a coach two years without calling for his head after the first season. It doesn't make any sense. So it makes for good clickbait and and headlines to say, Brian Harsin under pressure in 2022. But the truth is, he shouldn't be. And there is talent on this team. We, We have upgraded our wide receiver room. We have. From a mind, from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a speed standpoint, we have upgraded our wide receiver room. I don't care if you haven't seen them perform yet. I'm telling you, man, we upgraded. Yeah. We upgraded our quarterback room. Again, for the people in the back, we upgraded our quarterback room. Yeah, We did. We got a quarterback in his second year here, Auburn, under this coaching staff that understands the system. We brought in a guy who won real-life games in our league last year. I don't, man. And when you see, have, is in, you know, chat, if you guys have not seen the clips of Zach Calzada throw, doing throwing drills in the indoor facility with his QB coach, mm-hmm. mesmerizing watching him throw the ball. We have options. I believe in this quarterback room. Robbie Ashford it. is an insane athlete. <laughs> right. And he can throw. We were in such a bad place at quarterback last year that when our starter got hurt, he played hurt until he couldn't play anymore. And then we put the next guy in. And the Iron Bowl, that's exactly where we were at. Going to Grant Loy was not an option or D. Davis, so we just left T.J. Finley out there on one leg. Yeah, We're not going to be in that position this year, I'm telling you. Yeah, far from it. You won't see Harson leave a guy out there like he did last year because he feels like he has no option. Right. You you get hurt, you're coming out, and it's next man up. So we upgraded our quarterback room. And I don't care what you say about I we don't need backyard bow. We never needed him. What we needed was consistent bow. Uh, uh Ike calls him Arkansas bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we got that guy the whole year. He's probably
0: still playing football here. Mm-hmm. If we got them the whole year, he probably goes to the NFL draft.
3: Correct. Yeah, he actually gets drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we, we, I mean, after three years, we still got Georgia State bowl and Texas A&M bowl. Mm-hmm. And you and, and you fumbling against air and some of the things that happen in those games, you're not pinning that on the offensive line or the receivers. Those games were on him. Or let me say that differently. His performance was on him. And this year, I think we upgraded markedly. I I really do believe that. So there is reason for optimism. There's no reason to think that we're going to suck because Bo transferred or Kobe transferred or Canyon transferred or some kid who never took a snap and Lee Hunter transferred or any of these other kids. Or Demetrius Davis isn't here. Now, I was a D. Davis fan. I was probably his biggest cheerleader. But he couldn't get his stuff together, and he had to go. (laughs) Right? So we cannot only trust the coaching staff when they're playing the guy that we want them to be playing. Right. Right. I was frustrated last season because it felt like, man, we got to have another option. In hindsight, I will admit, most of the time, the best option was out there. This year, it's going to be different. It's going to be different.
1: I never got a chance to really disagree, but see, can you pull that list back up for me? With these coaches? <laughs>
2: I think I know what's about to happen.
1: <laughs> All right, so um, off top, Dino Babers should be on this list. All right, let's let's get this out the way. He should be on this list because any guy with an edge-up that is that curved, rounded edge-up. <laughs> you can't get the straight-up line. I can't trust you. you going I cannot trust barber. nobody with no rainbow edge-up. That is a no-no. You know, Dino Babers, you're a brother in a, in a head coach position. I need you to represent, get the straight line. Let's, let's, let's get it going. Or you better be winning like 10 games a year. You got an edge-up like that, you're not winning 10 games a year, you on the hot seat. I'm sorry. I, I like that. Scott Frost. I guess all that national championship experience at UCF didn't help him in Nebraska. You know, I guess that's just how that is. So, so sorry, Scott Frost. Man, listen, I, I agree with everything Mike is saying about Harson year two. All right. That's re- hopefully, I, I do think he's under pressure. He's under pressure to win more than five games. For sure. That's, he's under pressure to look competitive every game and not have a repeat in the, the late season. Results. That's what he's under pressure to do. He's not under pressure to, you know, win nine, ten games. I don't think that's it. I think eight would be phenomenal with our schedule, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. has been rated the hardest schedule in college in the, football
3: In the history of football
1: ever. Uh, all right. I, I, don't know, I don't know anybody said this. <laughs> it's the hardest <laughs> it's ever been scheduled. NFL I think in seven college? is all right. That's that's a pat on the back. Eight is is eyebrows up. Like okay, you you, you did something there, Mike Norvell. I think it's so interesting that and as much as I rail on Jimbo, I still think he's vastly overrated, but Florida State has been like a void it's it's just been like a black hole of success like n- nothing thrives there nothing grows there like the, the land is barren because it's not just Jimbo it was Jimbo's last couple of years, yes after winning a national championship, and then it was uh Willie Taggart, and then it was Mike Norvell, and nobody can get anything to grow there. Nobody. And to me, that says more about the school. I'm not sure if they have the same problem there that we have here with the administration. I've heard as much. I'm not sure to what extent, but there's clearly something going on there. I don't know if it's he's under pressure or I don't know. I feel bad for the guy, kind of, because if it's anything like what Parson had to go through here behind the scenes, then I mean, your hands are kind of tied. So but still, he's got to get it done. You got the job. You're getting paid. So, yeah, he should be on this list. Jimbo Fisher, mm. he, this is will be his fifth season, if I'm not mistaken. Fifth I season? Think so. After your best season ever, you lose four games. Okay. One of those games was a loss to LSU, who was a terrible team. Correct? I guess he had a—maybe that, that was his Gus year, where he beat Alabama, so everybody kind of just looks the other way. Oh, well, he beat Alabama. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. Why are we giving this man grace after five years when you want to credit him as a national championship winning coach, which he is, and he's getting paid $10 million a year to lose four games in year four? Wait, was that four? One, two, three. Yeah, that was year four. So that means every recruit was yours. The, the defensive coordinator was outstanding. You're the offensive coordinator and the guy recruiting the quarterbacks. Calzada was decent. He wasn't great. But that's the offensive line. We talked about last season how much talent was on that offensive line when he got there and how the success in 2020 was largely due to a very good offensive line giving the running backs ample room and all he had to do was make sure Kellen Mond didn't make major mistakes. That's all he had to do. And it got him, I think what they won, 10 games that year? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Nine, so he got we, like, oh, so, he's arrived. Everybody thought Jimbo
2: what year?
1: Twenty twenty. Well,
3: I think they went got, nine and one. Right. Okay. And then won the bowl. No, did they, they didn't play go ball, to the bowl. They, they didn't, didn't play didn't, a game. Yeah, there's a guy yeah. canceled. They didn't
1: play well. Yeah. So, what it then looks like is, hey, next year you've got it going. You've been recruiting since you've been there, although not great before twenty twenty two. Frankly, you should be able to field a very competitive team. The guys who have who are there for you have been there. These are guys you recruited, man. This isn't the NIL transfer brouhaha that had been brewing the last two years. No, you have recruited. Can you develop? Apparently, no. Your best wide receiver was your tight end. What are you doing? You're supposed to be an offensive guy, right? That's supposed to be your thing? Your quarterback played Haynes King again to ice point. Didn't look right. He got hurt. (laughs) I'm talking about the, the snaps he got. He played, I think, two games before he got hurt? One, one and a half. <laughs> yeah, one and a half games.
0: And then, I mean, I, I I saw him in mop-up duty. I saw him in the spring game. And I just was like, okay. I mean, I just wasn't like, you know what, man? I, I'll give you a comparison. Even though he's no longer there, I saw that kid Nussmeyer at LSU yeah. come into a game. And I was like, right. Like, immediately. Mm-hmm. He could I <laughs> I saw Tua come in. I saw Bryce Young come in and mop up duty and I was like they ain't, they, finna, they ain't finna do nothing but reload at quarterback, dawg. This ain't fair. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't I never saw that when I saw Hanks King come in in mop up duty. I wasn't like Texas A and M got them some sit right. no. No, I never thought. I never thought that one single time. And to be fair, when Calzada played his first game, I was just like, "I didn't think anything of it either." I'm not super impressed by Zach Calzada as the backup quarterback at Texas A&M. I what don't think seeing? Zach Calzada was very impressed by Zach Calzada. No, no, for sure. I'm saying yeah. like, he, he'll right, be honest right. and say that he has some things that he needs to improve on. But my point is that I didn't. I didn't see that in Hangs King at all. And maybe he's going to surprise me this year. I just don't know that he has the snaps to make any significant improvements. That's true. Calzada does.
1: Right. That's true. But, but right. my point being with Jimbo is that four years is plenty. We're sitting here. We we know that there is a contingent of Auburn fans who is ready to, to kick Brian Harson out of the facility before he even got there. And after the first year, even more ready to do so. Projecting his downfall, calling out who the next coach was going to be when salacious rumors came out. People have been ready to move on from Brian Harsin for a long time. Yet here we are with Jimbo Fisher, who is going into his fifth year. And as far as wins, he's produced a couple of notable wins. He's also had a couple of really bad losses with what should be the better teams. I mean, oh, what LS- was their bad loss last year? What was their I'll terrible say LSU loss? That was a ter- terrible LSU loss. Was a bad, that was a bad loss. Considering what that uh-huh. team was, the coach had already resigned. It's, I mean, what? You got people out there playing yeah, for I would
0: agree. I would agree that's not that's not a that's not a good but you I mean I, Arkansas I'm... wasn't a great loss last year either, to be honest. In retrospect, we thought Arkansas was gonna be something and they were okay. We'll go back. They, they the were time, okay, yeah. but are you telling me that Texas A and M is not a more talented team than what Arkansas was last year?
3: Right. Yeah. At the time that they played them though, you're still kind of breaking in a new quarterback like and and then, yeah. with the other things, replacing your whole old line i don't i i don't agree I don't agree with the point that they they fielded a competitive team last year. they competed in every game they competed in every game despite their uh,
1: they, they didn't should, lose they a game should, by more they than the 10 points LSU, though they are LSU. you paying 10 million dollars a year for a four loss season? Yeah, but is I'm, that but, is that acceptable for a ten million dollar a yeah, but, year head coach but in, some, year, some five. in year five? Some of the stuff that
3: happens matters. Some of the stuff that happens matters. Like mm. again, you got caught in an unlucky cycle where you replace your whole O line and your starting quarterback that you pick is hurt one game into the season, and they still went out there and competed in every game. Two of the losses they lost by ten points, and the other they lost by four points and three points. I'm. Not, I mean, I don't. I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just not hanging. by now, I, I, agree. I think that there's more pressure on him to improve this year because now you don't have a brand new O line. You don't. You have a. You have a quarterback that has been your. Albeit he got hurt. You brought in another kid that played a lot of games in our league last staff, year, Max, Max Johnson. So this year, I would be more judgmental of Jimbo Fisher than I was last year. Last year, I, I don't know. I'm not looking at that eight and four. I would have taken that season if we had it. But like. Yeah, but I we didn't have the continuity. It. Uh, no, I, we would, didn't I would have not the, have taken an 84-season. Neither did they. Neither did they, though. Neither did they. They replaced the quarterback. They replaced their whole O-line. What continuity?
1: Nah, I'm, I'm sorry. Coaches, I would not have Both been. coaches are still— Your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator are still there. You didn't have an exodus of talent. Are you, are you, I'm sorry. Are you guys because surprised of a coaching he check.
2: hasn't He hasn't pulled in a big-time QB, given though he's an offensive guy already at— like I, I'm not talking to portal. I'm talking about just recruiting out of high school. Are, are you surprised? I mean, even like, in the portal,
0: like who his Max Johnson was his big get. Like I, I, I am surprised. Yes, because he's supposed to be this QB whisperer, but he can't seem to land a big time QB. I, that that is that is that is I'm like to me I'm puzzled
2: about that. Like I'm scratching my head about that.
3: Yeah, I mean I I think of all the positions in football, QB is definitely the hardest to project. Um. It's the hardest to project. He hasn't gotten one yet. I agree with that. He definitely has not gotten one yet. And that's probably the thing standing between him and a 10-win season or an 8-win season, right? Is yeah. a QB, is is a dyna, uh, like a, a can't-miss QB. He has a can't-miss QB last year. They win 10 games. Because you don't lose to LSU and you don't lose to Mississippi
1: State. I mean, I uh, disagree with any of that, but that's his responsibility, right? To get yeah. the can't-miss QB? What are we paying again? Ten million dollars. We're not talking about. Oh well, he did fine historically for Texas A and M. Yeah, but those other coaches weren't making ten million dollars a year. You are. You're in rarefied air with Nick Saban, and I don't know what Kirby's making. I don't know if he's making ten. Well, he's got to get one Kelly. soon.
3: He's, he's like got. There. He definitely has to get one soon. I think. I think. If not this year, oh, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like he's got to get the SEC West soon. It's got gotcha. to get the SEC West soon. I agree. I mean, it's, we're, gonna we're gonna make sure twice. he doesn't do it.
1: Screw
3: <laughs> it. Right. and we're gonna do it with your quarterback that you let walk out the door.
2: I would love for him, for Calzaghe, to get some punk. retribution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Calzaghe to get some retribution. No. We <laughs> took
3: your girl, and we went to your favorite spot where you proposed. <laughs> You're done. You are,
1: you now, are now, listening now listening to.